Greetings fans, welcome to another edition of Shy Lounge. I am the Shensational One, your host again, Shinblade, with another episode, and boy, I missed you people. What I mean by you people, mean that fans uh, that listen to my podcast or people in passing on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcast platforms, uh, it's been a while. The last time I recorded was Wrestlecade uh, last year in 2022 with the voluptuous red Mika Villas. And since then, I have been on a pretty much of a small hiatus ever since Wrestlecade. No reason being sick. But I did catch, um, I think I catch a spot of COVID when I came back, you know, being in the country, being in North Carolina with all the hicks and hillbillies and rednecks as uh, a guy I know would usually say um nothing bad but I had like really bad inflammation in my chest every time I sneezed had a real bad fire coming out of me I guess I'm fire now but anyway uh I wanted to give you this edition of Shy Lounge because in the future uh, at least in the near future I will be in Los Angeles California for WrestleCon weekend uh, WrestleMania, as for outsiders of indie wrestling, would uh, know what it as, you know, because WrestleMania is in SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. And usually with WrestleCon, it's a bunch of indie shows and the convention around many uh, shows from uh, top wrestling talent, ex-WWE talent or ex-Impact talent or AEW talent, Ring of Honor. It's just all smorgasbord. It's just a big jambalaya plate sorry i'm hungry but i wanted to lay in a couple of things uh this episode since it's been a long time and i'm going to give you some of the uh shy conspiracy theories that what i think is going to happen uh from january all until april but before then i'm going to give you a couple of notes um as of right now i will be doing shy lounge uh by myself i would try to do it on a uh by uh, weekly basis, twice a month, and I will be having new co-hosts uh, step in and give me their take on the world of wrestling and whatever news that uh, happens. First, uh, with Mika Villas, uh, she's a great individual, but our schedules are so uh, conflicting with each other, so I'm not firing her, I'm not letting her go, I'm just letting Mika do whatever she does in real life. She is welcome back on the podcast anytime she wants because she has a great take. She's an awesome person. I love her to death. Um, That's going to be my wrestling boo thing until we break up. Anyway, um, in the future, I could say for one uh, of the co-hosts that will be coming in is my uh, good friend. I've been on his podcast years ago in MCW uh, by the name of uh, Michael Lindenbaum. Uh, right out of D.C. He's a good friend of mine. He's a um, very big super fan of Power Rangers, which I don't get. 
Now that after you're 30 years old, you know, who really watches Power Rangers anymore? Not me. But that's just only me. So I'm going to lay in a couple topics for you aside from giving you the WrestleMania card and what I think is going to happen uh, with those two nights in April. First off, I discussed in the last episode that Vince McMahon was uh, quote unquote retiring from wrestling. And we all knew that wasn't true because lo and behold, Vince McMahon came back. And on all days, he came back on January 6th, which is hilarious to me. I think it's a trolling move uh, for Donald Trump from Vince McMahon that Vince McMahon got shit done on January 6th more than Donald Trump did on January 6th. But that's another conversation I have for another day. But the fact that everybody is pissing themselves that Vince McMahon is coming back thinking that Triple H's WWE is going to be over. You can now relax because it's not going to happen in the near future. Uh, We all know by now that WWE is on the market for sale and Tony Khan and uh, Shad Khan, his father and AEW are trying to buy it, which that should not happen. And I think personally, if Tony Khan and his father buy WWE, it's going to be into professional wrestling as a whole. And if you don't believe me, look at some of the stuff they do on AEW. I watch Dynamite every week compared to Raw and SmackDown. I see good wrestling, I see bad wrestling, and I see mediocre wrestling. I'm not Jim Cornette, so you got to go to Jim Cornette's channel on YouTube to let that happen. But the fact that Vince McMahon returning to uh, take hold of his company, to me, that's a conspiracy theory that I believe in. January 6th to counter Donald Trump and what he's going through. Um... I've said it before that Vince McMahon is a visionary. Some people call him a genius. I call them idiots. But again, that's my opinion. Um, He did a lot of settlements. I think he had one for about $10 million to a former referee that he had. Go look it up. I'm not fact checking that one. But another reason why I've been away, uh, at least as far as recording, is because a lot of events happened over since January. Number one, um, a good friend of mine, Jay Briscoe, passing away after a auto accident. And it hit me in the fields because Jay was a very great guy. Um, I'm one of the few people that championed Jay Briscoe, uh, or at least the Briscoe brothers, being on AEW television. But unfortunately for a couple bitches at Time Brothers uh Warner Brothers Distribution, Time Warner, whatever you call it, uh, wanted to keep them off television because of a tweet that happened 10 years ago. It's been well documented. And also, Jay has apologized many times over it. And that's before I met him. Um, And also, he was a great guy. And the fact that in his passing, I really relish the fact that the uh, executives at Warner Brothers had some kind of remorse because apart from what Shinblade saying is a great guy, the man was uh, had 10 bell salutes all over the world, including Japan. And he couldn't even have a show on AEW television. They had to film it apart from the Dynamite. They did have a match, however, uh, Mark Briscoe versus Jay Lethal, which they were very close to him. Being that they were ROH mainstays until ROH had closed up before Tony Khan had uh, bought it. Uh, 
But one of the things I can pull up also about Jay was, um, and even about him, there was some kind of Nebraska right wing account on Twitter that was saying that Jay Briscoe died because he took the COVID vaccine. When clearly everybody knows that he died in an auto accident with his two daughters in the back of the car or the truck. The only fact that goes against Jay Briscoe was he wasn't wearing a seatbelt and that was it. But I'm not going to crap on his legacy like that because, again, he was an awesome dude. But what I know from Jay is that um, the his death was so monumental that in his community, Sandy Fort, Delaware, and the school districts, they closed because of him. So... To me, it spoke volumes of how this man was to his people and to his community, let alone the wrestling community, because there was not one person that came out against Jay. The uh, controversy that Jay had is stuck to AEW and Warner Brothers distribution, not not just AEW, because I like Tony uh, fighting for the Jay Briscoe special uh to happen even though it didn't happen it happened that night and it was on youtube so shout out to them and plus we just came off of a of a feud or a war with the briscoes and ftr and man that was tag team wrestling that is the wrestling that i enjoy and that is the wrestling that i like to watch so anyway, let me let me get into this WrestleMania card since I'm going to be Los Angeles and I want to know your takes on it, uh, you know, from you listening to this uh, recording and podcast. First of all, WrestleMania is in Los Angeles and Hollywood and it's going to be hosted by The Miz, which is great because The Miz has worked hard his whole career. He became Hollywood at a certain age. Uh, at a certain time in his career and his character is based out of Hollywood. So for him to host WrestleMania in Los Angeles is the one of the greatest moves that it could ever make. But to tell you the truth, WrestleMania 39 has a bit of work to do to beat WrestleMania 38. Last year, WrestleMania 38 was in Arlington, Texas. It was a very enjoyable card. It was better than 37. And it was very entertaining, uh, along with Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. And what a year Sami Zayn has been through. He went through a conspiracy character to a joke match to a main part of a storyline that runs WWE. And I have to say that is hard work and dedication, not to mention having the fans behind Sami in order to have that build because the end of the 2023 Royal Rumble, it was a heat-seeking segment with Roman and Sammy and beating Kevin Owens and the bloodline and Jay Uso walking out. That is how you write a story. And that is long-term booking done well so right now i'm gonna uh shoot towards shoot through these matches and let and let you know what i think but 
on the off brand of knowing what you think, hit me up on Instagram at Sensational One, on Twitter at Sensational One. I'm on Facebook under Shinblade. You see me in the picture. I just started a TikTok, which I do daily affirmations and life lessons. Nothing to do with wrestling as of this recording, but I may change that. Anyway, um, one match that I do have a a bone of contention with, not much, was Brock Lesnar taking on Omos. And I have a bone of contention of that because of, what is it, uh, Brock Lesnar supposedly supposed to face Bray Wyatt. And he chose Omos. And there was no Twitter war. There was no Twitter beef against Brock Lesnar. None of that. I'm here to say that Brock Lesnar is a businessman. He's going to go where he wants to go. I'm sure that the man doesn't spend money like your average uh, NBA player or NFL player. He just takes that money, put it in a bank account, and live in Canada somewhere. I have kudos to Brock. And also, if you look at him and the way he dresses, he don't look like he spent a lot of money on that either. So I have nothing but respect for Brock Lesnar. But anyway, um, Omos, I think personally, um, Brock is going to do what he's going to do to make Omos look good in win or in defeat. And this is kind of a swan song for him from what we're hearing because they were saying that he's backstage with people shaking hands and saying his goodbyes to him. I hope this is a trolling move, but again, Brock is going to go where he's going to go. It's been well documented in the past that he doesn't like to travel. He doesn't like the 300 day WWE schedule. We're just now getting back to that after a year, thanks to the pandemic. And um, I joke often that this is not the Brock Lesnar of our universe. He came from a multiverse somewhere laughing, smiling with a man bun and all that. So Brock Lesnar probably looked at Bray Wyatt and said, screw this. I'm going with Omos. Now, I don't know who that insults more, Bray Wyatt or Omos. But when it comes to the Firefly house, um, the, the switching of the characters and the the awful, awful Mountain Dew match at the uh, Royal Rumble against Eli Drake, a.k.a. L.A. Knight. I understand Brock Lesnar. I do the same thing, too. And a lot of people are looking at Bray Wyatt as um, he should have had that match. But let's be real. What has Bray Wyatt ever really done as if, I mean, when he came back? Because when Bray came back, it was celebrated. Everybody was was foaming at the mouth. They played Jefferson Airplane at the arena and nothing after that. It was a whole bunch of I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling that way. He sounded like a new age millennial with a um, septum ring in his septum ring in his uh, nose or whatever. Um, And I have my thing about that, but you know, going on TV crying and having puppets and trying to scare people. This act has already been done. We've seen it with Alexa Bliss. She was bleeding black stuff from her from her from the top of her head two years ago when he went against Randy Orton. I'm just done with the whole uh funhouse mess. Because it, it's not gaining traction what it used to be. I think it personally it culminated with John Cena at WrestleMania uh, quarantine edition of WrestleMania. 
you know, doing the multiverse and everything. So, and, and even back then I said that wasn't even a match. It was just something to enjoy. The Undertaker versus AJ Styles in the in that Boneyard match was a match more than that. But anyway, I digress greatly and move on. Now, I didn't know this until about yesterday of this recording that Edge and Finn Balor is going to take on each other in a Hell in a Cell match. I'm good with that. Finn Balor's never really been displayed as a single star in WWE. He's been displayed as fodder. Uh, shout out to Fodder from uh, CYN. Love that guy. Um, I think Bray has lost a ton of momentum ever since he got injured. Uh, what is it? Seven, six years ago in that inaugural Universal title match with Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. And I think he never got it back. And if he did, it was NXT, came up to the main roster, nothing, Judgment Day, nothing, because all the attention moved to Rhea Ripley and phony con Dom Mysterio, who supposedly went to prison, which he didn't. He spent the night in a drunk tank. So um, I'm I'm willing to see this match. Edge always brings it out of him to pull on uh, what people call four five star matches. I'm waiting for it. This is going to be my match, just like Edge and AJ Styles last year. So um, that'll be one of my go to matches. Uh, the Intercontinental Championship match, uh, Walter versus Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. I have nothing more to say about that. I hope it's a hard-hitting European-type uh, matchup. Those guys always bring it. It's going to be a lot of slaps. It's going to be a lot of chops. It's going to be a lot of meat being pounded, paws. To the to when the match is over, you're going to see che- Sheamus turning red in his chest all over his white body. Drew McIntyre... A- Caucasian body guy, he, you're going to see it, him and in Gunther. I don't care who wins. This is going to be an awesome match. And get rid of that god awful belt. You need to trade it back for the old Intercontinental belt. And I think Walter looks better in it. Um, Bianca Belair versus Asuka. Take it or leave it. I don't care who wins. Um, I hope Bianca Belair gets stronger. Asuka, she needs that WrestleMania win because her booking has been funny like Finn Balor. Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. I know the fans, including myself, want Rhea to win. People are sick of Charlotte. But Charlotte, uh, she earns money. She gets all the attention. She's business. So we're going to see how that works out. And plus, this is the match that we were supposed to see three years ago. Instead, again, pandemic took over, um, and it was pretty much of an awkward match. And plus, I found it hilarious that uh, somebody on Twitter had the nerve to say it sounded like two lesbians going at it with all the grunting and stuff. But it was funny to me. Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. Uh, Coming from Logan Paul, coming for Logan Paul, I think it's going to be a awesome match. Seth Rollins has proven himself time and time again that he can go. He's one of the top premier guys in WWE to do it. Um, the only problem I had with Logan Paul was the cross body collision they had with Ricochet in the Royal Rumble. I think it was stupid. Um, Jim Cornette, Jim Cornette, Jim Cornette. And then that's it. So, um, 
What else did I have? Uh, Trish Stratus and Lita are returning uh, to team with Becky Lynch against Damage Control. Um, not much into this match. Damage Control could have had so much of a better push. They could have dominated wrestling as far as the women were concerned, except for Bianca and Charlotte. Um, you know, the, the tag team win that they were supposed to have, that was messed up. I forget who beat them. Then they beat them the next week, and they were tag team champions. I don't even know who the champions are at this point. Um, that's that's how mitigated those titles are. I mean, ever since uh, Sasha Banks and and Naomi walked out, leaving the belts on the desk, I don't think really people care anymore about the women's tag team championship, and that's sad though. I think the best champions period were the Iconics. Because they were an actual tag team and not two single stars to uh, to hold those belts. Anyway, um, John Cena versus Austin Theory. This match is, has been in the works for years. I've known Austin for years. Um, the whole comparisons on social media, him and John Cena going through bodybuilding, getting into wrestling. I hope this is a great match. Personally, the title does not need to be on the line because what I think is that Austin Theory is going to somehow win this match over Big Match John, which is something I don't want to see. I, I want to see Austin win in a non-title match in some form of fashion of passing the torch. Because basically, John Cena is retired now. I mean, John Cena's done his thing. He's doing movies now. We never hear a John Cena uh, anymore like we have in the past. I mean, I see John Cena more on YouTube doing hefty commercials than I do in the wrestling ring. Uh, the ball spot was a nice touch because we don't know what's on G Cena's head. Will I? You know, I don't know. I think Cena has has uh, gone far from the ways of the Doctor of Thugonomics and F you and all that. So to me, this is Hollywood John Cena taking on Austin Theory, and. The final matchup, we have Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. This match is a well-deserved match, a match between Legacies, Bloodline versus the Legacy of the Rhodes family. We might see a first-time uh, WWE World Champion with Cody Rhodes. I know that uh, Dustin Rhodes is going to be watching this match. I know Dusty's watching from the great beyond. This is going to be, this is probably going to be the match of the night, even though this is the world title match. And you know what I mean about match of the night. Um, hopefully, you know, this is a good, clean matchup. You know, Paul's going to interfere. Um, I forgot about Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens taking on the Usos. I don't think that matches. No, that that match is on the card. Um, this is a great consolation prize for Sami Zayn because he has done so much in the bloodline and the, the small dissolution of the bloodline to the point where you need to give him something that is a fair rewarding also many people over the weeks were saying well Sami Zayn should be the headliner of night one against Roman Reigns no because it's not believable it was more believable that Sami Zayn was at the Elimination Chamber in Montreal, Quebec, Canada to face Roman Reigns on the road to WrestleMania than for him to be on WrestleMania facing Roman Reigns. And I'll tell you why. 
because and it goes ties to my conspiracy theory about what's going to happen at WrestleMania. Because Roman, even though Roman can go on two nights in a row, Roman is supposed to be more concentrated on the Royal Rumble winner than he is for an ex stablemate. Because the Royal Rumble winner has more precedence than Sami Zayn leaving the bloodline in theory in WWE. Now, my prediction is that Roman is going to beat Cody in a hard hitting match to the point where Roman will be exhausted, just like his Brock Lesnar matches. Roman stands up both of the belts, just like he did with Brock Lesnar. Holds both those belts up in the air. Your winner, Roman Reigns, or even your still undisputed WWE Universal Champion, Roman. Wait. And it does, the arena goes black. Within 10, 20 seconds, you hear it. If you smell what The Rock is cooking, and The Rock comes out. And he stands face to face with Roman Reigns, maybe promo style, maybe just face to face to close the show to see who is the true head of the table. Now, there have been many, many reports and speculations that The Rock can't attend WrestleMania because of his own personal business dealings, whether it be movies, whether it be XFL or whatever. But in my estimation, or at least in my guess, The Rock got it in him to take a weekend off, to fly a private private jet from his home, whether it be Florida, whether it be Virginia, whether it be a home in California, where he would do the whole reveal practice that WWE does where they go they take a tour bus go three towns over they they curtain everything and the rock changes to his ring clothes or his uh sweats his under armor gear and comes out and face Roman Reigns that's my belief because this is Hollywood and what more Hollywood can you do at WrestleMania than have the rock there the man is number one in Hollywood his movie Black Adam just was released. Mediocre movie. It was okay. I had to watch Shazam over the week um before then. Okay. Not my thing. I have I have people and friends that like Black Adam and think it's one of the greatest movies ever made, but to me, you put the CGI in, yes, but when you put the movie in, I don't think it's that good. Maybe I'll do a review. I don't know. So, that wraps up my WrestleMania 39 card. Now, the point that I wanted to get into was people have been asking me for months or even weeks upon this recording and say, Shin, why don't you do more podcast episodes? You know, we like hearing your voice and blah, 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 blah. I'm, it sounds like I'm blowing myself right now, which I probably am. I probably could. I mean, shout out to Lanny Poffa, who just passed away weeks ago. That was a good friend of mine who was known for blowing himself in the locker room. It's no secret nowadays. Um, anyway, so people ask me that. And the reason why I don't podcast as much as I used to, because in a way, in, in a way, in creative, I'm exhausted. Um, 
And it hurts to say that because, you know, I found myself as one of those individuals that, uh, you know, they they listen to the news, the, the, the goings on, make some personal calls and I have to talk about it. And I put my show to the point where I have to base a lot of things based on Raw and SmackDown, which I told myself I wasn't doing. And I've been doing it for years straight unless there's a highlight or two. Um, I tried to talk about the rumblings, what's going on as far as giving my opinion. I don't say what I say as a fact unless it's laid upon there and you can see it signed, sealed, delivered is yours. Um, but it got to the point where the minute that I want to record some development happens in a big breaking story. And I know that because with Mika, as soon as something big happens, I immediately text her. I contact her and say, look, let's get it together this weekend. A couple days later, after the weekend, the story cooks even more. There's more details coming out to the story. It's like Jesse Smollett all over again. You know, he was a fucking liar. Um, but also I have been exhausted over the years because, you know, not putting myself in that light of being successful, but putting myself in the point of being a black wrestling podcaster. And I've talked about black wrestling podcasters over the years because a lot of them are Sambos in my opinion. And what I mean by that is they talk about the product up and down. Okay. Let's look. WWE hasn't been good creative in years up until WrestleMania 38 last year. But those same people who dog WWE, who dog AEW, who dog Impact Wrestling, who dog Ring of Honor, who dog MLW, who dog Lucha Underground, these same people who dog it are the first ones in line at the arena to buy tickets or go to the arena, pay front row, and have the gear up and down from head to fucking toe, like Sambo's. That's not how I work. That's not how Shinblade works. I say what I say, then I get off the podcast holding on to what I said, whether it be entertainment or whether it be serious. You will not see me, and I live in Baltimore, Maryland. Pull up if you want to. It, it, you won't see me when WWE has an event. You will not see me at the arena with five to six $300 memorabilia belts on posing for cameras, posing for Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, whatever. I you will see me go in there in my own clothes, my own gear, maybe I'll wear a shirt and enjoy the show for what it is. For those who aren't of the culture or haven't been raised in the hood or, you know, to say, it's called dick riding. I don't dick ride anybody. There are people that I have champion who people that I like and people who I enjoy uh, hanging around with. JTG is one of my good friends. Uh, same thing with Whip Dog from the Wrestler Heroes and Insiders uh, podcast from Detroit, Michigan. I hang out with those people. Do I hang on to every word they say? Absolutely not. I am my own man and I am my own opinion. And I hold on to that. That's what makes me an individual. And in fact, how some people see, that's what makes me the quote unquote, one of the goats or the un, the goats of black wrestling podcasting. Well, personally myself, if anything, I'm an unsung hero. I'm one of those people that I won't be popular. I won't go around, do whatever, 
But if I find a young person or at least a young black podcasting individual, I will I will join them, not just take under my wing. I will join them and I will guide them to make them great because it's not all about me. It's about what you can do for other people. And that's why you see me at certain indie shows, whether I'm holding the camera for somebody at their wrestling matches, whether I'm holding the camera at merch tables for people to get their pictures with certain stars or whatever. I am a journeyman. I'm a service. I'm a serviceman and a traveling podcaster. I'm never going to tell you how great I am because those kind of adjectives are for people to talk about you. I don't talk about myself in that way. You think I'm good? You think I'm good. You think I'm bad? I'm bad. You think I'm great? Then thank you very much. I appreciate the compliment. It's part of my Zen nature. That's why I don't talk about myself a lot in form of I'm a genius. I'm the GOAT. I don't crash stages like uh, certain people and tell you how great I am. If I prove to myself how great and I'm good I am or whatever metric it is, you should be satisfied with it. If I'm not good to you, I'll work harder. If I'm not great to you, maybe I need to add a few things for me to be great. You see where I'm going with this? So I've been exhausted over the years over Sambo's, over uh, maybe topics. Maybe I need to stop being a bitch and get over the first one about topics. And also, I've had some black wrestling podcasters uh, link, uh, try to latch on to me, the ones who got the starter kit, and say, Shen, we want to do this. We want to link up. And, you know, knowing me, I will appear on people's podcasts as long as I'm there. I don't do Zoom. I don't do phone calls. I did one with Whip Dog. That's making me open up to do Zooms. I just don't do phone calls because I can't get the psychology of sitting down with somebody. You don't feel it that way. So, and, and also I say that upon dating too. Now we're doing dating apps. We just don't walk up to people and ask people out anymore. I think we're kind of like, uh, lack of a better word, pussies for not stepping up to people in public. But that's just me. That's just me. But anyway, um, I have starters that latch on to me they, and find out that not on, they don't want to have fun hanging with me. They want to leech money and they want to leech my contacts. They want to leech who I know just for the better of them. Listen, when you're linking up with people, you eventually going to get some kind of osmosis imparted into you, whether it be knowledge or whether it be goofiness. It took me a long time. It took me a, a long time in this wrestling media business to have my own stamp. Again, I started being a videographer. I had to create my personality, even though I had to use my own personality to be who I am. That's why if you see me at WrestleCon, you see me at WrestleCade, the sensational one's always going to be there because you know why? I worked hard for it. I did the emails. I talked to people. I shook hands. I did whatever I had to do except for bend the knee to people. And a lot of times, just like my friend, uh, my, my, my friend in another world named Priest, I don't kiss ass. I'm not there to be on my knees to pucker up to your butthole or whatever body part it is. You either accept me or you don't accept me. Because there's a lot of people, 
again that get on the podcast. Oh, WWE's bad. Oh, Raw is bad. Next, you know, Raw comes to their town. They dressed up head to toe in New Day clothes and bloodline clothes and act like they the man. And I don't run an explicit podcast that I do. I do it for entertainment. But for those people who are there, fuck you. Because you're not real anyway. There are things that I had to do in order to have a firm, more firm platform and foundation to hold what I hold. The same people that call me a Sambo, uh, a Sambo, whatever, Uncle Tom, for taking pictures at people's booths and not getting paid for it. Guess what? I'm getting paid in another way. And I don't want to name drop on you people, but... How am I acquaintances and friends with the guy that used to run WCW, Eric Bischoff, the head of the New World Order, aside from brother Hulk Hogan? Fuck him, too. So. Again, if you don't want to do service to people and you want to be famous, you got a long road ahead of you because we all start from somewhere. Again, that's me. That's my take. That's how I feel. Sorry to get serious on you. Give the, give you the state of shy a union like I'm a president or something because I'm not. But that's where I run in my journey. I peep people out for who they are and what they want to become or what is their uh, modus operandi. And when I see it, I move accordingly. Sorry, but this is where the ride ends. Okay, I see you. This is where we get deeper. So I'm here to say that that is where I stand on things. I've been I've been contemplating for months about ending my podcast and becoming a uh, traveling blogger, social media type person. I still write every now and then, you know, I have a lot of I have a lot of editorials that are in websites right now, especially the one that people still talk about what I said about LeVar Ball attending uh, WWE Raw with his sons which I think that was a classic case of a Sambo act in itself, taking a shirt off and trying to wrestle somebody. So I will be doing episodes in the future. I can't wait to get my man Lindenbaum uh, down for an AEW versus WWE conversation because he's a good friend of mine and we should have been doing it years ago. I owe him a lot. And we still DM to this day. But TN things on the note, uh, I will be in Los Angeles for uh, WrestleCon. I'm going to be out there uh, making a few purchases, getting some of that green out there, see what California has to offer. Because some of you are saying, well, you live in Maryland, you got another four months. Well, guess what? I ain't got four months to wait. I mean, D.C. can give me so much. And I've been to Chicago. I want to see what that California good good is all about. That nice Cali Spice. Why everybody is so relaxed in California? Because I got to be honest with you. I lived in Baltimore for many years and everybody is tight, just like bricks on the walls. Very tight and very angry. So when I come back to Baltimore, Maryland, I'm coming back with that nice Cali spice. Oh, yeah. You're going to get a new shin blade. You might have to take me to rehab for what I got. Or... You might have to take me to rehab for the incredible halt that I've been enjoying for the past weekend. But that's a different story. 
But anyway, if you're out there in California, I can't wait to see you. Whip dog, I'm talking to you. We're going to get together and we're going to party. Wale Mania, we're going to do it. You'll see the Sensational One in VIP at Wale Mania hanging out with indie talents and NXT stars and maybe some WWE stars come through. I'm waiting for Snoop Dogg to come in. I want to meet Snoop Dogg. I want to have a chill session with Snoop Dogg. Him or Mike Tyson, that's a fact. But I'm scared also. I'm scared if I hang out with people like that, it's going to be the hangover all over again. I'm going to be out of my mind. But anyway, that's just my opinion. Let me know what you think. Hit me up on the social medias. I'm on Facebook under Shinblade. You see my picture. I think it's under official Shinblade. I want to change it so much, but I think Facebook is making me jump through hoops over it. Uh, Twitter under Sensational One. Instagram under Sensational One. My Snapchat, I have no friends. I don't know why I should have a Snapchat because the Kardashians uh, shut that down. Sensational One. And TikTok, which I do uh, affirmations about life under Sensational One. If you want me to talk about wrestling on TikTok, just let me know. Hit me up. But until then, enjoy your life. Uh, I apologize for the ranting, but I had to get it off my chest. If you want more stuff to get off my chest, let me know. Me being sensational, peeling back the curtain a little bit, I will do it for you. I honestly will. I don't need Mika Villas to do it. I don't need Linda Baum to do it. I would do it. I will rant to the point where you call me the Joe Button of wrestling podcasting. I will make enemies. I don't mean to. But I said what I said. Until then, enjoy your life. Live safely. Live responsibly. For his eye, the sensational one, am out.